I'm always talking about how it is possible to change your life by just focusing on getting 1% better every day, how the little things really do add up, and that can be as small as integrating a new supplement into your day-to-day routine like Seed's DSO1 Daily Symbiotic. It helps benefit your gut, skin, and heart health in just two little capsules a day. I personally have loved integrating Seed into my day-to-day routine. My digestion has never been better. I feel so much better and I truly notice a difference when I'm not taking it. When I take it consistently, I feel so much better. My digestion is better and I've never really experienced something like this from a probiotic. So that's why I continually go back to seed and notice a difference when I stop taking it. Trust your gut with Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com slash Alana and use code 25ALANA to get 25% off your first month. That's 25% off your first month of Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com slash Alana code 25ALANA. Thank you, Seed, for sponsoring today's episode of Morning Ray. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes we tend to keep things bottled up, we throw them under the rug, and We just keep forgetting about it, pushing it away, ignoring it until it just gets in our face. And therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest, to take those things that you've been putting away and figure out how to work through what's weighing you down. I personally used to always bottle things up and ignore them and tell myself I was okay. And I got really tired of doing that until I started to go to therapy regularly. Therapy is a place where you can gain positive coping skills, learn how to set boundaries, empower yourself to be the best version of yourself, and it isn't just for those who have who have experienced major trauma. I personally haven't experienced major trauma and I'm an active user of therapy. Therapy has honestly changed my life and if you're thinking of starting therapy, why not give BetterHelp a try? It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you're capable and able to switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Alana to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Alana. Thank you, BetterHelp, for sponsoring this episode of Morning Ray. Introducing Carvana Value Tracker, where you can track your car's value over time and learn what's driving it. It might make you excited. Whoa, didn't know my car was valued this high. It might make you nervous. Uh Uh-oh, market's flooded. My car's value just dipped 2.3%. It might make you optimistic. Our low mileage is paying off. Our value's up. And it might make you realistic. Mm, Car prices haven't gone up in a couple weeks. Maybe it's time to sell. But it will definitely make you an expert on your car's value. Carvana Value Tracker. Visit Carvana.com to start tracking your car's value today. This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get hefty, ultra-strong with new Fabuloso lemon scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. The following podcast is a Green Fresh Media production. Hello, good morning, angels, and welcome back to Morning Ray. I'm Lanny or Alana, and I have so many life updates for you. I feel like if you follow me on Instagram, you've kind of caught on, and I've gotten a few DMs like, did I miss a chapter? Um, My worlds are colliding, stuff like that. I have started a new job as of Monday, December 13th. I am no longer working for Green Fresh, which was the previous um, company I was working for since May. I'm now working for Mutual Friends, which is super exciting. I'm really excited for this experience and this next chapter in my life. Um, I'm just really excited. So I'm working at Mutual Friends. It's a creative agency here in Toronto and I'm their marketing coordinator. So I'm doing pretty much like a similar scope of work of what I was doing before. So social media management, um, 
kind of consulting work with brands and whatnot, but super exciting. We're going on day three in the office today. I'm recording on the 15th, so this is exciting. Um, I don't know. I feel like it's super exciting, and I also finished my final exam on Sunday, the 12th, so it's like a whole new world. Like Friday was my last day at Greenfresh, and then Sunday I finished exams and school, Um, I have my official graduation ceremony in June or May of 2022, so I haven't had like my actual like graduation yet, but I'm done class. I'm done studying. I'm done my learning as a student, and then on Monday, I started a new job, so a lot happened in four days, which is kind of crazy, but it's super exciting, and I feel really ready for hashtag adult life. And I'm just really excited and I feel inspired again. And it feels kind of crazy being able to come home from work and not have to stress about school assignments or deadlines and stuff like that and be able to have a social life, have time to chill and relax. And not that I didn't have a social life before, but I like always had these other assignments and meetings from school kind of just like hanging over top of me. So it's really nice not to have that. And gives me more time to work on stuff for Morning Gray, for my socials, um, all those sorts of projects. So it's super exciting and I can't wait to see what 2022 brings us. But let's get into our weekly intention. My weekly intention is to find a new routine um, with work and going into office now opposed to working from home remotely all the time. I definitely have a new routine that I need to get into. So my weekly intention going into next week, but this week when you're listening is to kind of figure out that routine. Like what does it look like? What days am I working out in the morning? Um, when am I working out? When am I doing workout classes? What does my morning look like? What does my evening look like? Um, when am I shooting content? Stuff like that. So just like figuring that out and then The tip of the week with that, and I feel like I've given this before, but I'm going to give this again because I think it's such a great tip, but just like trial and error with your routines. I know a lot of people struggle with finding their morning routine and they try to mimic what they see other people doing online through their morning routines. And I know I've definitely done this and there's nothing wrong with that, but you need to find what works for you. And that is only going to be able to be found through trial and error. So try different things. Um, it will probably take me like about a month or so, maybe a bit longer because of like holidays and everything to kind of figure out what my new routine is. But obviously like a routine isn't set in stone. It's not locked in. It's ever changing. And I have the autonomy to do that. So I'm kind of excited. I love figuring out new routines. It's exciting to me. And so we'll see what happens. And I'll definitely update you on my morning and night routines once I feel like I finally have like a stable and solid routine. And on to my current favorites. Um, hmm. I'm having a lot of fun dressing up for work again. I've been literally living in leggings or sweats and a hoodie or crew neck or like something of that sort, like athleisure for the past seven months um, predominantly. And it's fun to figure out how to dress again. And to, I've also gotten quite a few new pieces and I feel like I've kind of changed my style a bit. And so that's a current fave, like having fun with fashion again. And I really want to experiment again. Another current fave, like this isn't really tangible, but I'm feeling super inspired um, with creating content and changing like the way I make content so much to the fact that I literally want to change my handle on Instagram. I don't want to be at Lanny Be Fit anymore. It's an end of an era. I feel like it no longer portrays who I am. I'm not a fitness page. I'm definitely like health, wellness, lifestyle, more on the lifestyle. And I definitely want to lean more into that. And I just want my handle. Okay. Dream handle is at Lanny, like L-A-N-I, like just like that. But Instagram won't let me take it. So if you work at Instagram or if you know someone that works at Instagram, please let me know. Please connect me because I really just want at Lanny, but I think I want to change it to at Alana Bloomberg in the meanwhile, but it won't let me. My personal account was under this handle and it said something like when you change your handle, like you can potentially most likely get it back within 14 days. So I feel like I need to wait 14 days, but I'm really scared that someone's going to take the Alana Bloomberg. Um, So like 
I don't know. It's not letting me change it. I really just – I just want it to be my name. And I don't want it to be Alana Ray. Um, I don't want to add, like, dots or under like periods or underscores. I literally just want Alana Ray. Um, I have Lanny Bloomberg saved, but not really sure how I feel about that. I've changed my TikTok to Alana Bloomberg. Um, so we shall see. Stay tuned. Hopefully – Instagram lets me take it. If I can somehow get at Lanny, that would be awesome. I would be very happy with that. But I think like my I'm going to switch to just using one Instagram. Like I have my personal and like my main one, I guess now. I don't really feel the need to have two anymore. So we shall see. Stay tuned for that journey. But I'm so excited to have Eli on the podcast. I pronounce her name as Ellie. I'm so sorry, but her name is Eli. Eli Rallo. She's awesome. I discovered her on TikTok ages ago, like during like the depths of the pandemic from her TikTok account, which is called The Jar, T-H, like the jar with two R's, J-A-R-R. Um, she would make these like insane snack jars of gluten-free snacks. Um, that was like her family's tradition. And she's like since transitioned into making the brand herself. So Eli, and she is known for her rules, like specifically around dating, sneaky links, all that stuff. We got into some really good conversations. And I think you're really going to enjoy the podcast episode. I think there's a lot of tangible takeaways. Definitely let me know if you like this episode. We are still trending in the top charts in Canada and I think the States as well. So please, please, please to keep us there. I It's incredible, like still living on cloud nine with this. Um, but to keep us there, please rate, review, and subscribe as that's how you can support the pod. And let's bring Eli on. If you've been following me for a while, then you would know that one, I absolutely love breakfast. Two, I am a huge pancake fan. And three, I love Flourish. Flourish Pancakes was made to make healthy eating easier and more delicious than it's ever been. And I'm really excited to say that they are sponsoring today's episode of the pod because I actually used to work for Flourish. I was their social media manager back in the day, back when Flourish was six months old. So this is like a full circle moment, guys. Flourish products are high in protein and low in sugar, meaning that you'll feel satisfied and full until your next meal with no energy crashes. They're so delicious and you won't even believe that they're packed with protein. No chalky, bland, or cardboard-like pancakes. These are the pancakes you know and love from your childhood with the high protein and nutrients that you desire. They use only the most high-quality ingredients, and you can trust that every bite is filled with ingredients that will nourish your body. Oh, and there's something for everyone, whether it be high protein, plant-based and gluten-free options, or even low-carb or keto options, there is something for you. They're ready in minutes, and they have so many different flavors from vanilla to buttermilk to chocolate and even seasonal flavors like pumpkin spice and birthday cake. You will find something just for you. You can use code LANI, L-A-N-I, at checkout at flourishpancakes.com for 10% off. And if you are unsure of where to go, you can click the link in the show notes to get your discount today. That's LANI, L-A-N-I, for 10% off at flourishpancakes.com. Thank you, Flourish Pancakes, for sponsoring today's episode of Morning Ray. So I'm here with Ellie. Welcome to Morning Ray. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. So for those who don't know you, who are you? Where are you from? And what is your zodiac sign? Oh, good questions. Um, I am 23 years old. I'm originally from New Jersey, but I live in New York City now. I um, am a TikToker and Instagram content creator, also a journalist. I just graduated with my master's from Columbia's J School in the city and my zodiac sign is a Cancer Sun, and then I have a Sag Rising and a Cancer Moon as well. I love how you did your full chart. I'm a oh, Leo. Yeah, you have to do the big three. <laughs> I'm a you have Leo to do the big sun. three. Yes. Okay. So I'm a Leo Sun. I'm a Gemini Moon, and I'm a Libra Rising. I know a lot of Libra Risings. I don't know why. I think it's like a common placement. I don't know if it's like I forget if Rising is like the time or the place that you're born, but like almost everyone I know has a Libra rising. Like I feel like it's the most common placement for like people in our generation. Yes, for sure. I feel like also I keep attracting Aries and Cancer sun signs. I don't know why. Um, apparently we got along, but 
Cancer and Leo, I think, does. I mean, it's like they're next to each other. So, like, especially, like, late Cancer, like, anyone past, like, the 15th through the end, I would say, like, you would definitely be closer to because, like, they're so close to almost being a Leo that it would be, like, make sense. Yeah, they're like a a cusp baby. (laughs) That's what I am. I was born on the day that it switches. It switches, like, a little bit after my birthday. So, like, some people say I'm a Leo, but I definitely resonate more with Cancer. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like I'm August 6th. So like full like Leo, like I'm such a summer baby. Like it's winter right now. I'm staring outside at the snow. I'm like this this is, this not is it. awful. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so wait, you went to Columbia for journalism. Tell me about that. Yeah, so I graduated from the University of Michigan with like my undergrad degree during the pandemic. So I was like a 2020 graduate. And I like couldn't get a job, obviously. So I applied to grad schools, which I feel like a lot of people did that. And then I ended up getting accepted to Columbia for journalism. And like around the same time, I started like doing TikTok stuff. And so I went there and it was really great. I mean, I feel like kind of contentiously about it just because it's very expensive and I'm in a lot of debt. And I think like had there not been a pandemic and had I like if I had previous journalism experience, like I highly recommend people don't go because it's so expensive and like mm-hmm. nothing you learn you can't Google, which I feel bad saying, but like I didn't know what to Google, if that makes sense. Like I yeah. never studied journalism before. So it was really good for me because like number one, pandemic. Number two, couldn't get a job. And number three, I had zero journalism experience, zero ever classes or anything. But I knew I wanted to be a writer. So for me, it was perfect, but I'm in a shitload of debt that I wish I didn't have. And like I literally tell everyone, do not go. If you have like, number one, a job, number two, any journalism experience, like you'll be fine. Like number three, like internet access, like you do not need to go. But like the best part was I really met like such amazing friends. And also I got an education I I feel like I needed, but I, mm-hmm. I think plenty of people probably were disappointed that like did have, you know, journalism paths. Um, yeah. So it was good, but I think, you know, I feel contentiously about the program as a whole, but like for my space and like what I needed at the time was perfect like I'm really glad I went yeah I feel like nowadays like with masters especially like our generation like I know a few people studying for like their MBAs and everything but I feel like masters are becoming less and less and it's more so like a thing like down the line like if the company is willing to pay for it or you want like a deeper like education or like understanding of it Unless you, like, absolutely need it, like, med school or something, like, obviously, or, like, law school. But I feel like the MBA thing, like, I do not understand. And, like, no shame to people who are getting them, like, go off. But, like, I don't understand going from undergrad to an MBA. Like, I think the point of it is for career switchers or, like, what you just said, if the company is paying for it. Like, why are you going to go spend more money? Like, you just got a business degree probably. Like, or if you have, like, a comm degree, you can work in business. Like, you're going to be fine. It's so much money. And I, like, obviously, like, if you want to go to grad school, like, go off. Like, I'm glad I did it because I can also, like, be a professor now because I have a master's. And, like, down the line, I see myself teaching. So that's good, I guess. (laughs) But I could have waited, probably. (laughs) Well, we did it, and it's brought you to where you are today, and that's awesome. Um, Outside of TikTok and influencing and everything, I can't remember right now, but did you ever get, like, a job in journalism, like a traditional job? Being super busy can make it really easy to fall into a dinner time recipe rut or even with your lunches, any meal, honestly can get you into a rut, especially with a busy schedule this fall. You can keep mealtime exciting with over 40 recipes to choose from every single week, so there's always something delicious to discover with HelloFresh. It's truly a no-brainer. It does all the shopping and meal planning for you. Ingredients arrive at your doorstep pre-proportioned and ready to cook, along with pictured step-by-step recipe cards. It's never been easier. I personally love HelloFresh as a way to get exposure to new recipes, make my life a bit easier as a busy 20-year-old in the city, and I love that it's worry-free, it's super easy, it's convenient, and gets delivered straight to my door. Go to HelloFresh.com 50Ray and use code 50Ray for 50% off plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash 
50RAE and use code 50RAE50RAE for 50% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. And thank you for sponsoring today's episode of Morning Ray. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, I did have one for a little while. So that was another thing that I think like I struggled with. Like they do this career fair and a lot of people in my class did get jobs, but they were like the older students. So like those of us that were like straight out of college had a lot of tr- had a lot of trouble. So I was like, I was having trouble before and I'm having trouble now. Like, I don't, I'm like upset by this. Like I'm having the same amount of trouble. Mm-hmm. And so eventually I did get one job and I like had a lot of interviews at places I think would have been a better fit, but I needed to take it because like I needed to like make money. Um, and it was with like an insurance-based publication out of the UK. And I just have literally never taken a math class. Like I'm, I don't know anything about that. So I learned about it. I worked there for like four months, but around the time that my TikTok started to pick up, like I just felt like my boss was kind of creepy and not great. Like it was very like not good environment. And so I left because I was like, I want to leave anyways and I'm making enough money to leave on like the internet, but it was just like not a great environment. And I might've stayed if it was like, if I loved it, but like he was just really like, predatory and like made Mm. me feel really unsafe all the time and so I was like I need to get out of here so I'm glad that I left but yeah I did have a job for like four months I think like maybe a little longer okay yeah no I feel like a lot of people would have stayed in that situation and I'm really proud of you for getting out of that I think workplace culture and like the environment and like the people that are above you are everything like If it's, like, a shitty, like, work environment, it makes your job so much worse. Even if you, like, really do love what you're doing, like, it's not fun. Um, So good on you. And, like, it's good that you were able to, like, still, like, support yourself financially with, like, your socials and everything, which is great. Yeah. I'm I'm glad that I, like, ended up being able to leave because it was, like, obviously that's an immense privilege, but, like, I was, like – not having it if that makes sense yeah and so now what is it like kind of like working for yourself I guess and having this insane platform that is incredible like you're literally not you're not just posting like pretty photos like you're really like impacting people's lives like how does that feel and like what is it like to be like on your own and like being your own boss yeah I mean I feel like I'm finally getting adjusted to it but it's definitely been an adjustment period um I definitely have felt like you know some days I wake up and I'm like oh my god I have so much to do like how am I gonna get all this done and like like what am I doing and blah 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 um but I think that like I try to remind myself number one how like lucky and privileged I am that I'm able to do this but number two that like what you said, like the intention behind what I do and like the goals of what I do is like to help other people. And like that really fills me with energy. And like my grandma the other day was like, well, do you ever get tired of like waking up and talking to people on Instagram DMs and like speaking at your phone all day? And I'm like, well, maybe, but there are like NICU nurses who get tired of waking up and saving like three pound babies' lives mm. all day. Like my job is like nowhere near as hard as that. And at the end of the day, like it is a job. So if I am tired of it, like so is everybody else. But also I just don't get tired of it because I remind myself like, you know, what my goals are and how immensely privileged I am that I get to like, mm-hmm. you know, they say like you don't have to, you get to. I think that's like something that people say with working out a lot. Like you don't have to do this. You get to do it. And like I remind myself that really often because I think it's like really important to remember that like I don't have to do this. I get to do this. And that's like really special because like people would kill to be in my shoes and not like doing, you know, at a desk job or like whatever they're doing that doesn't feel fulfilling Mm -hmm. to them. Yeah, for sure. I get asked a lot because obviously like my platform is a lot smaller than yours, but then I also work as like a social media manager like my life is social media and my friends are like how do you not get tired of it I'm like well when you're passionate about what you're doing and it doesn't feel necessarily like a job all the time and 
you're able to really connect with people and make these connections and impact them positively. Like it changes how you feel about your work and it doesn't feel like work anymore. Totally. It stops feeling work. It starts feeling like, I don't know, like a hobby on steroids or something. (laughs) So you talk a lot about like your journey and finding like self-love and confidence and improving your self-esteem on TikTok um, and Instagram. And you're always like posting like you're too hot, like stuff like that. Um, Tell me about your journey a little bit more like for the listeners that maybe don't follow you. Yeah. So I was like that person. I think like the best way to describe it is that like I would look at that like girl in your high school class or like whoever it was that like everyone liked and I would be like, why can't I be that girl? Like why does not everyone like me? It would make me really overwhelmed and I have a strong personality so I wouldn't say I'm obnoxious but you know, maybe I am. I don't really care. I don't really think that's a bad word. I have like I'm super talkative and loud and like I was in theater growing up and like I always beat to my own drum and like naturally as a society when we see a woman who's like really strong and talkative and loud and audacious and opinionated we are conditioned to be turned off by her Mm -hmm. even those of us like me like when you see a woman that walks into a room with confidence we're gonna automatically in our head not like her and I always try to tell myself like why do I feel that way did she do anything to me or am I just jealous of her um Or am I just conditioned to think that what she's doing is wrong? And so I think like growing up with that type of personality, I couldn't accept that that was my personality. I was like upset because I was like, I'm nice. Like I'm a kind girl. And like, yeah, maybe I'm a little annoying, but like I'm earnest and I care about people. And like, I don't understand why I can't be the girl that everybody likes. Like it was very, very aggravating and overwhelming to me. Um, And so I was like all my life, like through high school and college, like desperately, desperately trying to um just you know get to be that girl like I wanted everyone to like me and so I would like shrink myself down to the smallest size possible but it's like if you put on a pair of jeans that don't fit you the button is gonna pop open when you bend over like it was that kind of thing like I was forcing myself into two small clothes and I you know figuratively was exploding out of them and so eventually one day I realized like okay if I'm being kind to myself and others and I'm not bothering anyone, and I'm doing my best job, and I'm putting out positivity, and somebody doesn't like me, like, right? Like, someone just doesn't like me, and I'm not harming them. I'm not being negative. They don't fucking matter, like, at all, like, literally at all. They don't want to be a part of my life, so why should I want them to be? And then I just stopped caring because I was like, think about it. Like, these people are like, you know, looking at somebody who isn't doing anything wrong, and they hate them. So that's born of jealousy. Honestly, like, give them grace. I feel bad for them. Like, Go enjoy your life, but don't be part of mine. And if you come around and you want to be, I'm open to that. So I just realized like I was wasting all this time trying to convince people that would never like me anyway because they just aren't good people to like me. And it was a waste of my own energy that I could be giving to the people that do like me and like my friends and family. And like I would, I, when I like made this decision, I realized like, okay, I was in college and I was like, I have like three best friends. And I have like my family and my brothers and my cousins and my grandparents. And like, I'm so lucky for all that. If I have that that team of people and it's 10 people, I would rather have them and be true to myself than have like an army of fake people that yes. don't even really, like that I convinced to like me and bending over backwards and I'm not even being myself. Like, why would you want someone to like a version of yourself that's not even you? Eventually, the blenders are going to come off. They're going to see you who you really are. And if they weren't going to like you, they're not going to like you. And so I just like kind of just let it go. I just like let go of it all. And it was like, obviously some days you're still like, does everyone hate me? And blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh my God. You know, like I'm still like that. Like, oh my God, do my friends hate me? Oh my God, am I giving enough to these people? But everyone's like that. That's just like a common insecurity. But when I stopped trying to make everyone like me, I was able to just become confident in who I am personally. And I still live by that. Like, Yeah, if I'm being like some like if someone's being some like misogynistic, homophobic, racist asshole, like that's different. But if you're just doing your best and being kind and you aren't bothering or harming anyone and someone doesn't like you, fuck them. They're literally okay, bye. Like what? (laughs) Like you're just jealous. So like I realized that and then I was able to just like become way more confident in myself because I was like, dude, like you're a good person. And if you're a little loud and that's going to bother someone, they don't need to be a part of your life. And you shouldn't be trying to convince them that they do. And so I think that that was like the moment for me. And it's obviously been a really long journey since then. Like everything's an uphill battle, you know? (laughs) Yes. I feel like 
I'm very much one in the same. And I had this realization in um, sophomore year of university. I ended up switching universities as a result of it because mm-hmm. I just was so tired of like this like toxic like circle of people like constantly like I kept trying to fit myself into like I was like a square trying to fit into like a round like hole like it just it didn't work and I was tired of being fake and like trying to mold myself into what I thought people wanted me to be and once I like became confident in myself and let go of like what I thought people wanted me to be and surrounded me with people who generally like wanted to be friends with me and yes it wasn't like a thousand I didn't have a thousand friends anymore quote unquote friends, fake friends. Like fake people. I was able to really find like true friendships and not feel like I was constantly like climbing for like this friendship or like trying so hard. Like it was a really 50-50 split between the friendship. Like they were reaching out to me. I was reaching out to them. And the past two years on my birthday were like kind of celebrations of that. I've never felt like so loved in my life. Like my birthday I had always loved, but I also dreaded before because I was fearful like no one's going to want to come and celebrate. Like, what if they don't like actually like me? What if they find out like the real me because like I'm not who they think I am. Um, And the last two years of my birthday, like I've never felt so loved. Like my friends literally like they would plan like little surprises for me when it turned midnight because I had like something the night before my birthday. They literally like pushed me into the pool and like made sure like I had a really good time. Um, It's really thrilling to like, find your people and like let go of like what other people you think other people expect of you totally totally agree so also you speak about changing your relationship with food and exercise and your body a lot and overcoming like these diet culture mentalities when was like I feel like everyone kind of hits like a breaking point and like wakes up and like starts to like actively like work on themselves and like make these changes when was that and like how would you say you are now like with your relationship with food exercise and your body it's a really good question I like always remind people that so because I also have really bad anxiety and social anxiety and my whole entire life I was trying to like cure these things like cure my eating problems cure my obsession with exercise cure my anxiety there is not a cure if you are mentally ill it is a life sentence so I stopped trying to cure it and started trying to maintain it and suppress it and like make it quieter and that's when I started to win when I realized my anxiety is part of who I am it's not going anywhere like it's literally going nowhere I can take medication and that suppresses it I don't I'm not on medication but if you are like that's a way to suppress it to quiet it but it doesn't make you not anxious anymore Mm -hmm. it's not going to totally absolve you of your anxiety same with an eating disorder if you know all the calories and food ever Low-key, you're not forgetting them. You can't can unlearn try- that language. You can't. It's a language that you can't unlearn. If you have experienced something, instead of trying to like fully shut its door, instead say, let's get to know each other so I can learn why this is a part of my life. And then I want you to shut the fuck up and go in the closet and stay there, bitch. And like <laughs> some days you might come out and be like, hey, can I hang out? And I'm going to be like, no, because I know you and you're going back in there. But it's something that always hangs in my closet. And so I don't really remember when I like realized that. And I think it's like, because of that, I think it's an ongoing struggle. It's Mm -hmm. something that I tend to every day. But I remember like, I was talking about this with Tinks one time, like when you have a moment that you realize you're all in with social media and it's not like, so I think like certain creators are good examples of this where they like have like their shtick and they show their like aesthetic life or like Jeremy Shack, he does cooking videos, but like you don't know every detail of his dating life. You don't know every detail of, Mm -hmm. you know, like, he decided that cooking was his thing. And like, obviously he's massively successful. We love him to death. And I know him on a personal level in a way other people don't. But I feel like with Tinks and myself, like we have decided that we are going to show people who we are on a personal level on the internet. And that's a decision. And I think I decided I was all in and going to do that because one time I made a video about food and someone commented like, I wish I could do this, but like I have an eating disorder and I can't. And I just decided that I was going to just like sit like, tell them about my journey and my story um, and make a video about it. And I think that like speaking about it freely has really helped me to heal also um, Mm -hmm. in like a roundabout way. But I think like now I'm – because I'm way farther away from like the lowest of the low Um, and I 
really feel like I don't because it was really binge and restrict was my issue. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I don't really do either of those things anymore, but obviously they can still creep up. And like Mm -hmm. I have a habit of like if it's going to be an unhealthy day, like the whole day can be unhealthy. Like I'm not going to get my regular coffee or whatever. I'm going to get something that's like full of sugar, even if I don't want it. Like that mindset will come in and I'm like, no, I want my coffee that I get every day. Like, and you're allowed to have the one that's full of sugar. And if I want that, I'm going to get it. But my mindset would be like, oh, it's Thanksgiving. So I'm going to eat unhealthy today. And so I have to get a peppermint mocha and I have to get whipped cream on it. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, I literally don't want that. Like, I just want my usual thing that I usually get. And if I wanted that, I could have it too. Um, So I think like my mindset now is like, sometimes I'll talk myself out of it if I have to, but I don't have to that much, which is really great. And then with exercise, I think I just like, I used to like go to the gym and I would like make myself burn 700 calories before I could leave. And the thing was like, Being super busy can make it really easy to fall into a dinner time recipe rut or even with your lunches. Any meal, honestly, can get you into a rut, especially with a busy schedule this fall. You can keep mealtime exciting with over 40 recipes to choose from every single week. So there's always something delicious to discover with HelloFresh. It's truly a no-brainer. It does all the shopping and meal planning for you. Ingredients arrive at your doorstep pre-proportioned and ready to cook along with pictured step-by-step recipe cards. It's never been easier. I personally love HelloFresh as a way to get exposure to new recipes, make my life a bit easier as a busy 20-year-old in the city. And I love that it's worry-free, it's super easy, it's convenient and gets delivered straight to my door. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50Ray and use code 50Ray for 50% off plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash 50RAE and use code 50Ray, 50RAE for 50% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. And thank you for sponsoring today's episode of Morning Ray. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I would do it walking on the treadmill. Like it wasn't changing my body. It wasn't making me stronger. Honestly, I think I was probably gaining weight because I was like also binging and restricting and in this like terrible cycle. And I would be like sick and walking on the treadmill. And like no offense to walking on the treadmill, like great exercise, good movement. I definitely do it some days. But like it's not like doing planks and lifting weights and like taking a Zumba class. And like I see like changes in my arms and legs and like, you know, like cycling and like things that like really constructively like Mm -hmm. help my body like to be strong. Um, I think that like I, you know, wasn't focusing on stuff like that. I was just focusing on burning 700 calories. And the thing was like that was – it became a subconscious action, but at first it was some an active action. Like I forced myself to do that and eventually I would just go to the gym and not leave until I burned 700 calories. And then one day I was like, okay, I'm the only one forcing myself to do this, number one. It's miserable, number two. Mm-hmm. Number three, my fitness goals are not being met. I don't look stronger. If I did want to lose some weight right now and get to like a healthy weight for my body, not happening with this like 700 calorie walk on the treadmill. <laughs> it's not doing anything. So I just woke up and realized like, I need rest days. I need to do yoga and go on runs and take cycling and, you know, try a different class every now and then and go do boxing and like, and find out why I love movement again. Mm -hmm. And like, I was literally in binge and restrict when I was training for a marathon and like my marathon, I ran like amazing. And I'm really glad that I was like strong enough to do it. But like a lot of the training period was kind of toxic for me. And like now if I train for a marathon, I would just be in a way different mindset. Um, And I think that it's just really important to, you know, recognize that like if you're going to maintain it and not heal it, you're going to be – it's going to be so manageable. Like, you know, sometimes I will go to the gym and be like, I need to burn this many calories. And then I just like – I'm like, no, you don't. You can just go till you're feeling good. And you know what? 
these days, I probably do burn 700 calories at the gym, maybe even more because I love working out, but I have no idea how many calories I burn because I'm not counting them. I just love to like go on an eight mile run or I love to like take a day off or I love to like go on a long walk or like take a cycling class. Like those things could very well be burning 700 calories, but I don't know and I don't care. And if it's less or if it's more, it doesn't matter to me. And I think that's like what the beauty of like figuring out how to maintain this kind of stuff instead of like, you know, just like being obsessed with all of these things that are in relative life arbitrary. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I feel like everyone like wants like results like now, like they want to see an instant change now. And like, there's so much talk about wanting. And I feel like society like teaches women to like want to be smaller, like all the time. Like we have to like make ourselves like basically disappear. But I feel like once you let go of that and movement becomes movement for enjoyment and feeling good, opposed to being smaller or burning X amount of calories, it's like freeing because then you can do yeah. whatever movement feels good to you in that moment. You're, it's like how like intuitive eating exists, like intuitive movement exists. Totally. Okay. We're going to segue into dating and relationships. Amazing. You always speak about what a sneaky link is and how <laughs> men are all sneaky links until they put a ring on your finger. So for those who don't know, what is a sneaky link and why did you start using this terminology on your platform? Good question. So a lot of people don't know this because like my platform has grown a lot in the past year. But when I first met my boyfriend, I called him Scorpio boy for like a really long time. And then (laughs) he wasn't on my platform for like months, but like people would know that I like had a boyfriend. Um, And I think I like started showing him on Instagram even before I started showing him on TikTok. But I didn't even have 10,000 followers when I met him on Instagram. So it was like, no, whatever. Um, And so basically like that was for a while. But then when my platform started to get bigger and bigger and it felt like less of a hobby, I wanted to keep some of my life personal. And not to say that like he can't be on my platform. He is. Like if you look, you can like find videos where like you see his face and stuff. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'll like slip up and call him boyfriend or something. But it just became, like, a really good way to, like, keep that part of my life private and, like, let him be a part of it when he wants to be but, like, keep him out of it for Mm -hmm. all intents and purposes. Like, you can go on my Instagram and very easily see that I'm happily in a relationship for a year. But, like, I don't say it. I don't need to say it. Like, if you watch the videos, like, you can infer for yourself if you want to or you don't have to. Um, And then it just became, like, funny content. But the actual definition of sneaky link (laughs) is, like, the person that you like keep hooking up with like in the middle of the night, keep going to their apartment and your friends are like, oh, do you see Jake again? Like, come on, you know, like, oh my God, not again. Like you sneaky link, whatever. That's like the kind of thing that it is. I just thought it was a funny like Gen Z term. And then it started to become kind of controversial because people are like that know that he's my boyfriend. Are, like you can't call him that. Like it's not a yes. like, this is not funny anymore. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I just think it's funny that people care. Um, but also like my mom and I don't know, like she's a Libra, but I don't know how much this is like an okay thing to do, but she always says you're single until you're married. And on some level, I agree. Like if you break up with someone, there's no legal documentation. Yeah. Like if you're living with them, obviously that's a little annoying. Like you're moving out your shit. You have to decide who gets the coffee table and whatever. And that's like a different thing. But if you, if I broke up with my boyfriend right now, obviously it'd be devastating and I'd be sad, but I'm not going to court there's no child. Like I'm yeah. not, I'm not breaking a legal document. Like I'm, you're technically single. Like I made a verbal commitment to this person that we are in a monogamous relationship and I'm so happy that we are. And it's been a year. I'm like, I hope it goes into the future and maybe one day there will be a legal document. I don't know. <laughs> but the thing about it is like, if you break up with somebody that you're dating, like you, there's, there's no weight. Like obviously you're going to be devastated and sad. And like, that doesn't take away from the sadness, but my mom always used to say like, you're single till you're married. And that's why she also like reminds me that like flirting is not cheating, technically speaking, because there's many different kinds of flirting. And like, I think we've like really like, we are like, you know, obviously if your boyfriend's emotionally cheating on you, like dump his ass or like talk about it, but like a little flirtatious behavior can be friendly. And like, you're single until you're married, she would always tell me. And so I thought it was kind of funny. Like, men don't deserve a label until there's a ring on your finger. Like, it's not 
a legally binding document <laughs> until there's a ring on your finger. And I just thought it was funny and like a lot of people agreed. I also just think it's empowering. Like there's like some um Sebast or John Mulaney, not Sebastian Maniscalco, um, comedy bit where he's talking about like how embarrassing it is to say girlfriend and like be like, Can my girlfriend come? And like how embarrassing <laughs> that is and how like much better it sounds to be like, Can my wife come? And I just that's think that's true. So cool. it's like a weird term, like my boyfriend, like, oh, like I even like the term like partner better. I don't even know. And so I just thought it was funny. And then I started saying that. And like, I honestly think it's true. Like, y- like no one really needs to know the details of m- what we decided on. And like, if, if anyone wants to ask, like, yeah, I'm in a monogamous relationship. We're not seeing anyone else. We've been dating for a year and we're together and we're happy. And that's like our own communication. But like, some people are in open relationships. Some people are like seeing someone casually. Like, there's so many different steps like and labels can get so confusing like you're single till you're married. And so I just think it's funny that my mom would always say that and I think it applies. So that's kind of like the story of why I do it. But also like it's actually become a really good thing for us because I feel like at least half of the people know that we're actually dating, but the other half don't. And like in the comments they'll be like is this actually her boyfriend or like is this the Scorpio boyfriend before and people will comment back and be like yeah it is or like go on her Instagram like it is <laughs> I love that well like you know we know his name like yeah he is but I think it's like kind of fun because like they don't need to know like no, I can confuse people <laughs> I love that so much I, I agree like if you like think about it like by the law like no one knows like you're dating this person like you are like your individual person like I'm Alana Bloomberg like you're Ellie like no one knows like only until like you have that legal document does like the law recognize that you are seeing this person totally (laughs) okay you've also become well known for your rules um so let's discuss. I feel like I'm always being asked this because this summer was definitely a hot girl summer for me. I constantly had a roster of like three boys, sometimes five. It was Yeah, intense. we love that. Um, but let's talk about the rules for the first date. Yeah, so there was like a – like it was like one of my first videos I did, so I might get this wrong, but it's like if anyone wants to watch it, it's on my like TikTok rules playlist. Um, But I always say – and it's like my biggest rule for a first date, like – I have social anxiety but like someone once told me this and it really stuck with me like a first date is either a really funny story to tell your friends or a second date and that's it like that's it and just as much as like you're taking you you feel like that person is taking you out you're taking them out like you're trying each other on like Mm -hmm. they're having the same emotions as you are because they're in the same shoes as you and we tend to forget that also like we're like they're taking me on a date like they're going to be perceiving me well you're also perceiving them like Mm -hmm. you're also passing judgment it's not just like do they like me did they like me like do you like them like you're allowed to like feel the same way as they do um I think we tend to like really forget that. I think that that's like one of the more important things about dating and first dates specifically that like it is like really, really simple. Like all this is is like free drinks, hopefully, and either a good story or a second date. Like that's it. And if you boil it down to that and kind of make it a game, it's so much more fun, which is like hence the rules of like listening to Ariana Grande and drinking red wine and like having one of my rules is like, always have tentative plans for after a first date. So don't have like, oh, I'm going to blow off like a friend who like I only see once a year. But like ask your girlfriends like to all get together and go out or like be at home like watching like your favorite show or something so that like if the date isn't going well, you can say like, oh, I have this like karaoke with my friends or like I have a birthday party to get to or something like that. And you're not lying. Like you could literally be like, would you walk me there? Like if it's not going well or if you're just uncomfortable like going home with them like have those tentative plans set up and then you can like kind of be like oh yeah can you walk me out like can you um my friends are at this club like would you mind walk me there like it's a really really good way to like show interest but not like be too much if that makes sense mm-hmm. um I think that's a really good one but they're all up on TikTok there's like a bunch but I I really do think first dates are like really fun and like don't overanalyze it like you're also dating them as much as they're dating you Yes. And I think I always tell my friends this because I used to get so anxious before a first date. Like I would literally have like an anxiety attack before the first date. And now it's like really chill for me. I think like view them as a friend, like the same way you would talk to like a guy friend or like a girlfriend or like whoever, like you're just like having a conversation. You're two people enjoying each other's company and like getting to know each other. And if you like, you wouldn't get nervous to talk to a friend or like someone who's going to be like a potential friend. Like you wouldn't you wouldn't so don't put them like on like this like pedestal like you're literally just meeting someone like you're talking to them and like 
be like who you are authentically and like because I feel like I used to kind of like hide my personality a little bit but yeah in the long game like they're gonna find out who you are eventually if you continue to see literally gonna find out so if you're just like your authentic self right off the bat like if they're not into like your weird quirks then they're not the one for you and like if the guys that are like into it are gonna be the ones that stay exactly like also why do you even care if they don't like you like it goes back to the other thing like they don't like you. You don't like them. We don't want to be yeah. with people that don't want to be with us. It's as simple as that. Yes. Okay. And now rules for a roster because I, I always get asked yeah. this, like, how do you do it? Like, what are your tips? Like, Yeah. I just think it's really important for not catching feelings for mm-hmm. one hookup because unfortunately, and I hate to say it, it is nearly impossible to get somebody to date you that you're hooking up with. Like, I'm just going to say it. It's nearly impossible. Like, I wish this was not the case, but it literally is. It is so hard to get someone that you're hooking up with to fall in love with you if it starts out as a hookup. And it happens, but it's hard. And so I think to avoid catching feelings for one person or putting all your eggs in one basket, you just have like a a literal rotation going. And I always say that you want to have like five or six people and you have to think about it as like a team and you're the coach. So you'll have like your starting player that's obviously going to be like your favorite one, but they're probably the one that the chase is the hardest. Mm -hmm. They're also seeing other girls and stuff. So, like, maybe they're your favorite, but that's why you always have to have a good um, alternate for them. Like, somebody that is maybe more reliable, but there's less of a chase, but, like, they're still great. Like, they're definitely your second string player. Like, you would pull them up if the first person was out injured. And then you have to have, um, like, two bench warmers, like, people that no matter what would answer your phone call and, like, would be in love with you. Like, probably you'll end up marrying one of the bench warmers because, like, right now you can't see their worth because you think they like you too much, but in reality they treat you the best. And then always have like one person that you're trying out for the team because usually the starting player is not going to work out and they're going to be your favorite. So you want to distract yourself with like having somebody else be trying out and that could be like someone that you're getting drinks with for the first time this week or like been Snapchatting with but haven't met in person yet or like something like that. Just like have at your disposal for like if you need a good distraction. Yes, I love that. Okay, Snapchat. What are your rules on Snapchat, like, with boys and things? I hate it. I literally tell people that, like, this is, like, literally so funny. I tell people that I don't have it. Same. Because I think (laughs) it is the most juvenile thing in the world. I literally think that if a man is Snapchatting you and not texting you, he does not like you. He's only Mm -hmm. doing that because it goes away. It's fleeting. The idea is he can talk to you, but there's no paper trail of it other than the fact that he opened a thing of yours or you opened a thing of his. Like the only paper trail is a photo. It is so casual. If if his friends see your name pop up on Snapchat, they're like, oh, yo, dude, like you talking to her? And you're going to be like, kind of. But if you're texting her, your friends are going to be like, oh, you're talking to her. Like obviously you're talking to her. It is verbatim the sign they don't like you and don't care about you. I'm sorry. Like people are going to get upset by that, but it's true. And like you can't deny the truth. And so when I'm first date with a guy or even if I'm hooking up with a guy, say I don't have it. Like if you want to hook up with me and you want me to come over, you can respect me enough to send me a text. And if you don't, I'm not hooking up with you. And I'll literally just say I don't have it. And then people are like, well, what do you do if you start dating them? And that's when I say that I I literally tell them why. I just say I like to be respected and I feel like Snapchat – is like a hotbed for disrespect and I just don't like being asked for nudes and stuff. And so I don't Mm -hmm. use it until I know somebody well enough and then they can have it. But this practice has like basically made me not use it at all. I use it to like look at the memories and stuff, but same thing with my friends. Like I would rather like Instagram DM messages because at least we can send each other funny memes and stuff or I don't know, like that's fun. I just think like if someone respects you, they will text you. And if they have your phone number and they are choosing to communicate oh, with you I on a social that. media app, they are they literally don't like you. They're you're never gonna be able to change them. Like you stop trying to convince someone who doesn't like you to like you, it's not gonna work. And that sounds mean, but it's true. Yeah. No. Snapchat, like I've had so many guys like ask me for my Snapchat and I'm like, I don't have it. And they're like, What do you mean? I'm like, I don't have Snapchat. Like I, I don't, don't use it. it. Like, and if they ask you on a dating app for your Snapchat or Instagram before your phone number, that's a red flag and they're never going to date you. I'm sorry. They're not. They're not looking to date you. Someone that's looking to take you out on a date is going to ask for your phone number and then text you like, hey, are you? what are you up to Friday? I have a table at Don Angie at 7. Are you around? That is someone that wants to date you. Not someone that says, hey, can I get your Snapchat? And then Snapchat to you a picture of their wall. Like, they don't like you. So stop romanticizing them. <laughs> I literally hate Snapchat. I could go it's on about so it. Bad. Like, not, no. <laughs> it's horrible. It's horrible. Okay. 
And we're going to do one more thing of rules for like dating and relationships, but rules for the talking stage. I feel like our generation like stays in the talking stage for way too long. Um, Yeah. And you've like expressed your opinions on the talking stage. So I'd love to hear about it on the pod. Yeah, I think, okay, this is my thing about the talking stage because like it obviously exists, but I think if you're talking stage, like I think if you go on a couple dates with someone and decide you're exclusive and then you have like, or like exclusively seeing one another and then you have a little bit of time where you're like going on dates and like you're, you know, you still have your roster, you're dating, you still have your dating apps, like don't delete them. You don't have to be like actually, don't actually be making dates with other people if you're exclusive, but like you can still have them. Mm Mm-hmm. If it's longer than, like, a month and they haven't asked you to settle down or, like, date, I would just bring it up because you don't want to waste your own time and, like, they know the answer to that question. So if you were to ask where do you see this going, you're only – avoiding that question is only hurting you because you're going to prolong it. They know the answer. They have it. So wouldn't you like to know so that you can get out of there? Um, I think that you have to categorize it because, like – you either have a stagnant talking stage where you're doing the same shit over and over and over. That's basically – you can basically tell that they don't want to date you. But you'll try to convince yourself that they do um, because they said they're exclusive with you, but they're probably talking to other people. And like a progressive talking stage is like, oh, on FaceTime tonight I mentioned you to my, about like you – that I'm seeing you to my parents or like, oh, like we're going – do you want to come over for my friend's birthday pregame? Like uh, do you want to go out to dinner? Do you want to go to a comedy show? Like they're trying to take you to different – stuff in places I think that's like also a really good thing to try to do like if you are obsessed like obsessed with like World War II museums and you would want to date somebody that would also want to be obsessed with World War II like take them to the museum like put them in places that you would want to see a significant Mm -hmm. other because if you are like ride or die Taylor Swift fan and if someone doesn't like Taylor Swift you would never want to date them why would you ever keep talking to them? Like convincing yourself you're going to change someone, people don't change. So I think like, for example, like I walk, like, I don't know, this is like funny, but like a big part of my personality is I walk everywhere. And on like one of our first dates, me and my boyfriend walked like the whole New York. It was like 10 miles. Just because I wanted to see like how he could do with like walking and talking and like stopping for coffee. And like at the end of our walk, we ended at our, his apartment. And he was like, I got us a bottle of champagne, like for when we finished the walk. And like, I just realized, that's like, so oh, cute. that's my person. Like, that's, that's a person that I want to be with. Like, he, like, thought it through, like – and I was like, why champagne? He was like, because we're celebrating because we, like, did the whole walk. We walked the whole thing. Um, That's, like, a person that I want to be around and, like, someone that would be special to me. And uh, instead of, like, complaining, even if he's not a big walker, like, he was so down and, like, wanted to celebrate us finishing our long walk. Like, that is my person. If I'd brought him on the walk and he was, like, moping the whole time and not talking and asking, like, can we just stop? Like, this is boring. Can we take the subway home or whatever? I would have been, like, I just don't think I vibe with you because my person would have, you know, wanted to do that. And same with him. Like, he really likes TV and, like, he likes to watch TV at night. And so we watch TV together a lot. And I think, like, if you love to, like, lie in your bed and watch a certain show, like, introduce them to that. Like, my boyfriend loves SVU Law and & Order. And obviously there's a million episodes of that. So we watch it together all the time now. I used to not watch it, but now I really like it. Mm-hmm. If you know that you like to do something, show that person that thing because you would never want to be with somebody. You're not going to, like – compromise on your favorite stuff so I think that's like another one that's really big for me like in that talking stage area like be like oh like come with me and do this like if you love art take them to an art gallery opening see how they like interact in that space um I think that that's really important I love that I love the trying them on like in different places that like you want to but like doing activities that you personally love and seeing like how they fit into that and how they react to it um I've been seeing a guy and like I'm like trying to navigate like how to go about like figuring out like DTRing or whatever like figuring out yeah like, I just don't know how to bring it up like I feel so yeah. awkward about it okay my like only the best way to do it is like to make the excuse like sexual health because like okay that's, that's what I was like, thinking <laughs> that's like a really really like easy way to do it just be like I was recently tested um for STIs I just want to let you know like I don't have any if it was like of any like interest to you I also was just wondering if you're sleeping with anybody else just because, like, sexual health is important to me. Like, it is the best excuse. Also, COVID's a good one. But, like, I think it's kind of getting, like, away from us now that we have, like, our boosters and stuff. Mm -hmm. But, like, I would really recommend doing that and just be like, yeah, like, I just wanted to make sure, like, because I feel this way, like, about this and, like, I was tested, whatever. And, like, just see how they react to that. If they were like, oh, yeah, like, 
that's cool things like that's maybe a red flag but if they're like yeah I'm not sleeping with anyone else either and then you can be like okay so like are we not seeing anyone else like then that's like a really good segue to like you know and Mm -hmm. then the other thing is like remind yourself that they know the answer to the question because you know the answer to the question and you're just not asking each other so like the only thing that you're changing by not asking him is prolonging the amount of time that you know so if he was going to say I am seeing other people wouldn't you want to know that like immediately so that you could do the same thing that's like always my my advice like you would just want to know the answer because he does like he knows what he's going to respond to you yes okay I love that and I want to know the tea about, like, the New York, like, influencer scene. I feel like in Toronto, it's really, like, there are, like, influencer events and things, but it doesn't seem to be to the level that it is in New York. So tell me about that. And you were invited to the House of Gucci premiere and, like, all of that. (laughs) It was crazy. I think, okay, you know, it's really, like, interesting because, like, I don't know, like, I don't even know how to like categorize it I think like everyone is really nice but you have to remember that like it is everyone's job Mm -hmm. and like there are obviously people that I'm closer with than other people just because I can tell they're like really genuine but everybody at the event is going to be nice to you like everyone's gonna be nice it's but it is also a job I think something else and that everybody I've ever brought as a plus one has noticed is that people make it look a lot more fun on the internet than it actually is. Mm-hmm. And I think we all do that. And also like sometimes though, like they're so fun and I'm like, wow, that was a really fun night. But other times like they're really not that fun, but like we're supposed to be making it look fun. And I think that's something that I like try to say all the time on my Instagram. Like we make it look more fun than it is, but everybody does that about everything. And maybe we should stop doing that. But on some level, it's also a job. And like, if everyone's making it look more like fun, you have to do it as, as well. Um, so that I think is one aspect. And like, the second thing is like, people are like, oh my God, like you're so lucky that you get to go to these parties and whatever. Yes. But also it's not like a party with my best friends. Like I'm very socially introverted and awkward. Like, yes. and I'm not saying like, oh yeah, like it's, it's shit. Like obviously free alcohol and free stuff and like free food, like hell yeah, that's fun. That's a privilege. But I don't know, like I, I would rather obviously just be with my friends. Like also it feels like work in some way, um, even though it's like really fun work. And like I said, like I know my people now and like, not to say that I don't like other people. Like I literally like everybody, but I can just tell like who I gravitate toward the most, especially because my content might be different than some of other people's. Um, And then, yeah, I don't know. I think the other thing is like imposter syndrome and whatever else. I don't know why I was at the House of Gucci thing, but like I'm not going (laughs) to ask questions. Like I love Lady Gaga and I like literally loved the movie and it was like the coolest night ever. But that's also something like obviously I post a picture on like a red carpet and it like looks so cool and it was so cool. But like in like anyone could do anyone – else could have done that like my dress was from Saks I wasn't wearing Gucci like (laughs) I borrowed my mom's shoes and bag and necklace and like obviously it was all glammed up and like looked expensive but like I borrowed stuff from my mom and like went on a red carpet like it was I'm it's the same person like I'm not trying to pretend like I'm somebody I'm not um we went to an after party and I was like housing like garlic bread and champagne and like how do I approach Jared Leto? Like, I was freaking out. Like, I didn't think, like, I'm so cool. I deserve to be here. Like, we were like, where are the sliders? We need the sliders. Like, we're, like, walking around looking for the mini burgers. Like, it is, like, really cool. But I think, like, the best part about it is, like, I can share, like, my genuine experience with people on, like, my podcast and, like, Instagram stories or whatever else. And, like, it was really fun and cool and, like, crazy. But, like, it's also just, you know, I'm the same person and, like, it's just – those people are all just like famous people. They're just like people that are really, really famous, which I think is like, obviously we're all scared of them and like, wow, they're so cool, but they're all just individuals. Like I think Jared Leto was feeling like really socially out of it. Like he was like kind of done. Like he was like, this is just too much. You know what? Like same, like I get it. (laughs) Yeah. I definitely like in like the influencer events that I've been to, it's like hard because like you want to have fun and you're supposed to share that you're having fun, but it's not always super fun. And then as someone who is like, feels socially awkward and like anxious a little bit or like, like awkward, like it's hard to go up to people and like, you want to like go up to like the person that you like follow on Instagram and like, you're always like talking to, like sometimes it can be a bit daunting. Um, Totally. But it's so much fun. And like, definitely like feel like the imposter syndrome sometimes it's like why do you want me here like I'm just like a girl like sharing my life on the internet like yeah like I'm not trying to like yeah 
That's how I felt at first at House of Gucci, but then I was like, okay, nobody here actually gives one shit about yeah. me. Like, they don't know who I am and they don't care. Number one. Number two, if I do introduce myself to someone, they're just going to be nice. Like, everyone's going to be polite. Like, famous people have reputations. Like, they're not going to be mean. Like, obviously. And then the other thing is, like, I was invited. So, like, I'm not going to, like, I was invited. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, like, I'm here because I was invited. It's not like I, like, you know, just snuck in. Yeah. Like, and even if I did, like, whatever, you're there. Um, so I think that, too. Yes, for sure. And we're going to wrap it up. So if the listeners didn't listen to anything of this episode, what's one piece of advice or quote that you want to leave them with? Well, that's a good one. Um, okay. I think my two, like, biggest things about life that I always tell myself, the first one is that, like, if you're really stressed about something, like, dumb it down to the simplest terms possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for example, if you feel like your boyfriend is distant or your girlfriend or partner, like, you feel like they're distant or something, like, dumb it down to as simple as it can get. Like, ask yourself what the facts are of that situation. Like, are they actually distant? Like, what what cues are you picking up that might make you feel that way? And instead of putting your emotions first, put the facts first and then interpret it with your emotions because sometimes, like, we have, like, anxious and racing thoughts or, like, we – like make a catastrophe out of a situation that's just simply not one so Mm -hmm. always just like assume the best and not the worst because it's the universe's job to confirm our assumptions so if we're assuming the worst that's going to confirm that for us but if we're assuming the best it's going to confirm the best for us so that's my first one and the second one is like it's so cliche but like when people say if it doesn't kill you it makes you stronger it's actually true um like I've had surgery Mm -hmm. before Mm -hmm. and like I got my IUD and started and whatever and like yeah it hurts you're not it's not fun it hurts but also like I'm alive okay like it hurt but I'm alive I'm just stronger for the next time I know how it feels like I got through that pain I can get through more pain and that's also like that can be like anything I guess so yeah I love that so much and plug yourself out Ali where can the listeners find you I know they'll love following you on socials if they aren't already Thank you. So my TikTok is the, like T-H-E and then J-A-R-R. And my Instagram is E-L-I dot R-A-L-L-O. And then I have a podcast and it's linked in my Instagram's bio. And then I have a newsletter also, and it's also linked in my Instagram's bio. So if you're interested in any of that stuff, you can find it there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the pod. I love chatting with you and thank you for having me. Hopefully we can meet one day if you're in the city or if I come to Canada. Yes. I really want to come to New York bad. I have a friend, um, Leah, who lives there. She actually used to produce my podcast. No um, way. Yeah. But thank you so much for coming on the pod. It was a pleasure yeah. having you on. You're welcome back whenever. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Yeah. Definitely hit me up when you're in the city. Yes. And if you guys like this episode of Morning Ray, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe as it's how you can support the pod. I love you guys so much and we'll chat soon. Bye, guys. Bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.